if you Google quotes about favorite things, which I do not recommend that you do unless you have a lot of time to waste, you will come up with the most widely random set of things that you can imagine. Everything from jicama to, according to Dale Earnhardt, his steering wheel and Remington rifle. It's fascinating to see what people have said publicly that they love. For those of you who don't know, jicama is a root vegetable that has been said to taste like a cross between an apple, a potato, a water chestnut, and a pear. The verses that we have today have that complex a flavor, but are far more familiar to those of you who don't have Mexican or Central American roots, pun intended. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. This is episode 197, closing in on 200, and we are going to pray through some of the best-loved Bible verses of all times. But before we do that, we are going to start with worship. For worship today, we have a verse or a, a passage, it's actually two verses, from Genesis. It's Genesis 18, 13, and 14, and it says this, But the Lord had asked Abraham, so Lord is talking, But the Lord asked Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Can I really have a baby when I'm old? Is anything impossible with the Lord? At the appointed time, I will come back to you, and in about a year, she will have a son. I have it in the message, and I'll read it to you just because it's kind of interesting. I have it in the message in my notes. It says, God said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Me? Have a baby? An old woman like me? Is anything too hard for God? I'll be back about this time next year, and Sarah will have a baby. Kind of more of a casual conversation. Um, but essentially, God is saying, nothing is impossible for me. And that's what I want to focus on in worship today. So let's do that. Let's pray. Father, from your own lips, this is a quote from you. Is anything impossible for me? The answer is no. You can give babies to old women far beyond childbearing age. You can do anything. And we honor you for that today. Worship you for your, uh, your power to accomplish whatever you desire. Certainly, I don't have that power and no one I know around me does. Some of us have more ability to do that than others, but for none of us is that unlimited except for you. You have the unlimited ability to do whatever you want to be sure will happen, no matter how many people oppose you, no matter how many spiritual forces oppose you, no matter how long the rebellion against you lasts, you accomplish what you desire. And looking at my own life and my own thoughts about what's possible, I recognize that I often don't treat you, don't honor you in my life as one who can do whatever I don't tend to ask big enough. I don't tend to think big enough. I don't tend to dream big enough where you're concerned. I tend to ask small, play small, dream small. And that's, I want to say that's a sin. It is thinking less of you than you are. And it's treating you as less than you are. You have all things are possible with you. <laughs> Nothing is too hard for you. So help me learn to approach you in that way as all-powerful, the ability to do anything. Uh, it opens 
the floodgates to both blessing for me and blessing for others. It opens the floodgates for transformation of our lives. And I, I just ask that you would help us step into that realization of how big you really are, how nothing is too hard for you. You have shown us throughout scripture that in, in, in stories like this of Sarah and Abraham, how nothing is too hard, but in the fact that you could accomplish the defeat of sin and death, you chose to send your son to defeat sin and death for us. Um, not only would that not have been possible for anybody else, it is only possible for you because you are the only perfect <laughs> being, entity, thing uh, in the world. And <laughs> in the world is too small. In in the universe, in this, <laughs> in existence. There, that's the word I want. In existence. I honor you for that today. Thank you for being with us, for making it possible for us to sit down and have this conversation, for us to spend time together. I appreciate that so much, Jesus. As we move forward into this prayer time, I pray that my words feel awkward to me today. So I ask that you would smooth out the rough edges, that your spirit would open your word for us, that we would each learn and hear and obey the message that you have for each one of us. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I feel like you are going to be listening to uh, me be awkward today and stumble over my words, and some days that's just the way it goes. Uh, this month we're in a series where we're praying through some of the most popular verses in the Bible, and they that is according to Bible Gateway's top 25-ish, I think we're really going to end up around in the top 30 verses of all times, as measured by how frequently they are read on their site and their app. Today we have three passages, and I realized that one on the list originally I had combined with another. So that's how we got from four, which we've been having, down to three. But as I went to pull another one to replace that fourth verse, I realized I just had this sense that these were all for today. Now I'm not sure if that means that I'm going to have a lot to say about each one, uh, books, entire books have been written about several of these, two of these at least. Or it may be shorter than usual broadcast. We will see. The first verse or passage is Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. And if you're paying attention, this is one that I think I used on Friday on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page. So it may sound familiar. I knew I had seen it and prayed it recently, and I couldn't figure out where, but that's where. It's on my page on Friday night, last Friday night. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says, For you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. So let's pray. Father, first, let me just again, I, I just said it a moment ago, but reading this verse brought the gratitude back to the top, so I want to express it. Let me just say again, thank you that we are saved at all <laughs> in any means possible. And only could that be done by grace through faith, because if I were to be able to do it or have to do it by works, there would be no one who could be good enough to earn their salvation. So I thank you for that gift that you've given us through the sacrifice of your son. We so appreciate it. On the other hand, if we had to earn it, we would have bragging rights. We would be able to boast, and we do not. Scripture says that we can do nothing apart from you. And while certainly we actually do things, we 
can't do anything of eternal significance, of importance, without you. And so I ask that for those of us who struggle with this, who think or rely on ways that we can earn your favor or earn your grace, earn your blessings by doing or being, quote, better, that you would break us of that, that we would see that for the lie that it is, that we would repent, and that we would, that all of us would fall deeper and deeper into understanding, appropriating, and living out of the fact that we are saved by grace and not by works. For those things that we have boasted in in the past or thoughtfully thought about boasting, like the the thoughts in our head were boastful, forgive us. Bring those to mind. Help us to repent of that uh, attitude and that tendency. All right, the next passage is Galatians 5, 22 and 23. This is the fruit of the Spirit passage. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Let's pray. This list of things is beautiful. Like these things um, are are not necessarily things that our culture admires. Gentleness, patience, kindness. These aren't seen as sort of the ultimate list of attributes in our culture. However, when we look at them, we desire them with, uh, in our own selves and in those around us. What would life look like if all of those around us were full of joy? full of gentleness, full of kindness and peace and self-control. Life would look different. Our cultures, our communities would be transformed. These things come not because we try to be gentle or try to be kind, like we teach it to each other, to our kids, for sure. But trying harder isn't what produces the transformation. The spirit in our life is what produces this fruit, this transformation, this peace and patience and joy and kindness and gentleness in our lives. So give us more of yourself, Father. Help us to turn over control more fully to your spirit in our day-to-day lives and let that bring forth these things. The more we rely on you, the more dependent we are on you, the more that we uh, allow you freedom to move and work in our lives and in our hearts, the more our lives will show out Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Nothing. There's never a bad time for these attributes. Build these into our lives, not by training, but by your spirit, by your power. We want more of you this morning. We ask. We beg. We... (laughs) uh, Anything that stands in the way of that desire in our lives, get rid of it. In our, just pull it out. <laughs> Weed it out so that our hearts are fully desiring more of your presence, your control in our lives. And finally, Romans 12.1 is the last passage. And um, it starts with this, it's this turning point in Romans and starts with the word, therefore, because of all this stuff that I have told you about God, 
Uh, this is Paul speaking to the Romans. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Let's pray. In light of what we have just read in the passages that we have already prayed through today, this idea that we are saved by grace through faith as a gift from you as the sacrifice by your Son, and with the presence of the Holy Spirit, in view of these mercies of God among many others, help us present our bodies as living sacrifice to you. Because you have given us so much, let us live our lives as a daily sacrifice, holy, set apart, pleasing to you. This is what constitutes worship. Worship is far more, I guess I can say that statement, but help each of us understand and live out the fact that worship is far more than showing up on Sunday and reading and singing and listening with our friends. I'm not saying anything bad about that kind of worship. Certainly you love that worship. You tell us not to stop meeting with each other. However, true worship is a daily living sacrifice of our own bodies. Our own bodies are what move through this world, do actions, take actions, respond to people, love on each other. These Bodies are the vessel that carries the Holy Spirit with us, that produces that love and joy and peace. Help us to use these tools that we have in the world right now as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you. Help us to desire righteousness and holiness and sacrifice on your behalf. Let us understand that this is true worship. Help us to live in such a way that your spirit can pour forth from us for those around us, for the benefit of those around us, that we might love them for you and with you. I was going to say one more thing, and it just left, so I think we're done. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, friends, thanks so much for joining me today. If you're watching the broadcast on the Facebook page, we'll be back again next Monday. I am figuring out a way to get my schedule in order. So next Monday is uh, for sure. And then we'll do a second uh, second episode next Monday as well, or next week as well sometime. Uh, so watch for the announcement for that. If you are a podcast listener, thank you for joining us in that uh, format, that medium. If it's been helpful for you, if this uh, show has been helpful, helpful for you and encouraging, share it with a friend. We are brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road. And my heart is that as we pray scripture together, that we would learn how to grow our prayer lives. That God would use this time to direct our hearts and that he would answer these prayers. But most of all, I pray that we would fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.